Welcome to the Sorting It Out Podcast with your hosts, Caesar and Lauren. In a world where disagreeing has turned into divisiveness in a hugely problematic way, we thought it was worth taking time to practice thinking through multiple sides of an issue without villainizing the other perspective. While we won't tackle some of the toughest topics on this show, we will practice exploring multiple vantage points together as we work through day-to-day issues as they arise. Now, we're not experts, so we expect there to be some laughter, potentially some frustration, but we're really looking to push ourselves to be better listeners, and so we welcome you to join us on this journey as listeners and as conversation contributors. Thanks again for joining us on this wonderful Monday night on the Sorting It Out podcast, our number two podcast. Uh, woo uh lmk um and i keep calling you lmk on the podcast um but those are your initials um and that's why we go with lmk people sometimes say why do you call lmk who calls their fiance by their initials um you do (laughs) i do uh and i've been doing it i don't know since we've since we've met almost it's just what you went by, and it's kind of stuck. So it's LMK. <laughs> uh, thanks again, everyone, for joining us on podcast number two. Uh, we got some good good numbers on our first podcast, so we appreciate you for joining us. Um, we I don't want to sound cliche, but we, we really want to do it for folks who you know are interested in, in just hearing us talk, and we appreciate you taking the time. But we would appreciate it even more if you leave comments and email us because one of the reasons we wanted to do this is to get other people's perspective about things and practice um, filling in gaps that we might overlook. So we really welcome those comments. Yes. Yeah. Um, So uh, you you can send us an email at sortitout at silverlandproductions.com and and any comments you have or or questions we we'd love to engage with the listeners whoever's out there listening to us we appreciate you um also uh my brother's you know got us on social media we i feel like he's a gen z and we you know i feel like i am now my dad who was asking me how to connect the monitors to the computer right i did that i came through because i was the cool kid with the know-how and technology and now it's like hey uh little brother can you (laughs) help me set up some social media accounts and he's doing that so if you ever catch us on social media and i think he's got us on instagram tiktok and facebook maybe youtube comment on there as well um on you know the topics that we're covering and he's killing it he's great he's he's doing his uh marketing degree at uh the Ohio State, which I pick on him a lot on, but um, he's he's taking this as a project to help us get exposure, um, and I really appreciate that because he's very talented. He's super talented. Yeah, he's very talented, um, and I definitely would have not been able to do the things he he's doing. And he's I mean, it's only one episode and one video, but like without any followers, without anything, he's been able to get you know thousands of views on that little snippet that we gave him. So. Um, I appreciate that, and hopefully, um, you know, we pr- we produce good content for him. <laughs> He's got us on a whip. He's like, I need content every Monday uh, because your listeners are expecting it. So um, he's basically the manager at this point. <laughs> <laughs> he's the boss. <laughs> Uh, so this was for you, Jonathan. Uh, so uh, recap from last week: we sorted out. Um, what did we sort out last week? Well, we talked about New Year's resolutions. New Year's resolutions. Uh, what was the meat and taters? <laughs> it's been a long week. It's been a long week. I got COVID. <laughs> it's not my fault. I don't remember. Okay, I didn't want. I didn't want to say it because I know you are particular about your privacy. But you said it. She got COVID this week for the first time. For the first time, and we've been able to avoid it for three years now. We've um, been really fortunate. We've been very, very fortunate. You finally got it. Um, I've so far managed to avoid it. I'm the last one standing. My whole family's gotten it. Every single one. Siblings, mother, father. Um, I think on your your side, everyone's gotten it, right? You've, the, you. Well, 
maybe not everyone but close to everyone close to everyone mm-hmm. um so it's taking most of our fans i am on my on my, my on my side uh i'm the last one standing it's gonna come for me at some point um i know you were a little upset just a tiny bit upset when you told me you had covid and the first thing i thought of was oh no i'm gonna get it and i'm not gonna be able to go to work and it's a busy work week <laughs> and i was like wait what about me i'm the one who tested positive and feels crappy right now and you're like oh yeah that too yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> i'm sorry um you're right i was just thinking about my, well because i saw you that morning i know you were sick but you weren't deathly sick so when you told me you had covid i'm like okay well you sound okay well, let me think about myself i don't want to get covid um that's my story and i'm sticking to it <laughs> see how we sort it out and we think back what would have said and maybe you should have said first and second it's all good no but you had a stressful week too so it's it's yeah. been a full week it's been a full week um do we talk about no we won't talk about the uh, the dog that we're trying to adopt <laughs> and the stress that's brought on um but it's um it's been a long week but this is something that we were looking forward to so so just recap of last week, uh, we introduced ourselves in the podcast. We talked about New Zealand's ban on cigarettes, their creative ban on cigarettes. We both agreed it was generally a positive thing, but it does open up a Pandora's box about what's next, something that you and I may like since we're not smokers. Um, so that was a little bit uh, uh, sort of concerned with that but generally we thought it was a good thing and the new year's resolutions we were supposed to set some for each other i've got one I've okay got one for i you. got i got one for us too oh wait, it's for us it's for us oh because i just did one just for you okay so i'll start and then you tell me yours okay um so i was reading about people who start podcasts <laughs> <laughs> this is very meta yeah and uh I, I can't remember the numbers, but like, like 70, 80, 90% get to five and then just sort of stop. So um, uh, my New Year's resolution is for us to record at least 25 podcasts this 25? year. Well, I mean, if we do it weekly, that's 52. So I'm even reducing that to half. Remind me of the number that most people don't get past. Like five. So... So he went from five to twenty. <laughs> Six or seven would have been a win. Well, I, I'm, uh, I believe in us. Um, we're supposed to do this weekly, but you know we're busy people, so sometimes it'll be bi-weekly, and well, that's why I said twenty-five. Did you run that past our manager? Uh, Jonathan wants one basically daily. <laughs> <laughs> he wants one every day. Um, he's eager to get us exposed, but my goodness. Um, so that's our New Year's, my New Year's resolution for the both of us. Do you have a New Year's resolution? I do. Um, you know how you like to run? Yes. <clears throat> well, I thought maybe you would like to experience running first thing in the morning and seeing what it's <laughs> like to run with a leash in your hand connected to our dog. No! Just, just, just for like a week, just to see if like, I know the first couple oh days would be rough because you don't like getting up early. But it might be a great way to start your day, and it might be a great way to start the dog's day. Uh, so the dog well. will definitely be very happy. She would be so happy, and her happiness would make it worth it for you to get out of bed. You'd be so happy too. Okay. Um, Just a week. Do you want me to do this for one week? Yeah. What week should I start? Whatever week you want. But okay. just like consecutive days to see, to like get in the habit of it to see if you like it. Okay. I can commit to a week of doing this is it daily yeah a week and it could be any distance mm-hmm. okay you're not putting a distance no. limit on it okay Mm-mm. all right i can do a week i'll figure out which week to do it i'm not sure this is the right week for that. um i still have to train the dog to walk beside me much less run so um but i'll commit to it definitely and then you can hold me accountable when I tell you, okay, the week is starting, hold me accountable, and maybe I continue it. I'm a, I'm a night person. You know me. I work mm-hmm. out at night. I stay up late. I'm not a morning person. Poison. Poison. <laughs> I'm not a morning person. <laughs> um, but um, you set this challenge for me. I'm going to try to take it on um, when I'm mentally ready for it. 
She appreciates you in advance. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just want me to get the energy out of the dog so she can leave you alone during the day. <laughs> uh, truth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Um, so, oh my goodness. We're already eight minutes in or nine minutes in. Um, we have a, uh, a great podcast today. So we got three different topics. We're going to start off with... Um, uh, nepotism babies, or as the internet is calling them, nepo babies. Uh, there was a article published not too long ago. I think it was, what was the article? Uh, Vulture, vulture.com published an article on nepotism babies in Hollywood. And it's created a lot of conversation. And we just wanted to talk about, you know, nepotism babies, nepo babies, um, try to sort it out because the Nepo babies have responded uh, ferociously at that article. Um, they don't like it. Um, but we'll discuss it a little bit. Um, what don't they like? They, I, they don't like being questioned. They don't like that they are, that they're standing in the world of entertainment is questioned or that it's, that their efforts are sort of minimized. Anytime you tell someone they have an advantage, it sort of works of the wrong way. Kind of like when you talk about white privilege and white folks immediately take it as an offense. Like, what do you mean? I worked hard for this and I, I uh, sacrificed a lot. It's like, you did, certainly. Um, but there's also certain advantages to things. And I think, um, same reaction, I think that's what's happening with nepotism babies. Um, anytime you question someone's Efforts, which is not, but they take it as that, um, they lash out. Well, they feel like it's detracting from their talent. Yes, yes. Which, which I don't think it necessarily is. I think you're no. right. I think that's a human defensive response because you feel like you have worked hard and you want to be seen for that. So I get, yeah. I get where they're coming from. I, I get where they're coming from. Even, even our boy, Tom Hanks, has opined on this. So um, When he speaks, I listen. When he speaks... Mr. Tom Hanks, uh, we listen, and he didn't take kindly. So um, he's got a few children in show business, so that's why. Um, the Meat and Taters, um, LMK, how do you feel about getting younger? Um, do I do I lose my wisdom as uh, I get younger? Well, that's the beauty of it. Play out? I think you get to get younger, but keep th all the memories you've already developed. Sign me up. Well, there's science uh, that's happening right now. Science that's happening. There's experiments that are being taken place um, where they are reversing aging in mice, and they're trying to see if we can have that happen for humans. So maybe we get to be young again at some point. Okay, these teasers don't work for me because they make me want to start talking about <laughs> it. And I'm like, oh, wait. Okay, okay. We will, and then uh, the book of questions, thank you, Orlean, our very wonderful sister-in-law. We're just going to open up the book at random and take one of the questions and discuss it for the end. What let's do you say? do this. All right. So let's move on to nepotism baby. So um, the article was basically just uh, highlighting um, nepotism in Hollywood, which is true. Uh, there's a lot of celebrities that come from other celebrities. Um, and that's kind of reaction in social media and, you know, just the interwebs um, and from the nepo babies themselves. I think I'm saying it right. Nepo babies, nepotism babies. Um, and uh, like, well, let's sort it out. Is what is what's the big deal here? Um, do the nepo babies have um, cause for their frustration or is the, the world just calling them out for what it is that you got an advantage in that world? Um, or maybe it's both. Maybe it's okay to call them out. Maybe it's okay that they're uncomfortable with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, you mentioned, um, well, I don't even know who these Nepo babies are. So I, I think it'd be kind of makes sense to go through some of the more popular ones and kind of get your, your memory started on this all right so i got a an article here pulled up on some of the uh more famous uh 
nepotism babies. It's a long list. It's a very long list. We're not going to go through all of it. Oops. Uh, we're not going to go through all of it, but um, through some of them. Okay. Um, so uh, let's start off here. Um, Zoe Kravitz. She's mm-hmm. in a lot of things. She was most recently in the Batman movie. She's daughter of Lenny Kravitz and Lisa Bonet, who was uh, most recently married to Aquaman. Uh, anyway, Zoe Kravitz, um, she's a Nepo baby, and she was in the article. That's just a beautiful family. It's it's a very gorgeous family. Unbelievably beautiful family. And uh, she she's also very, very beautiful. Uh, not sure she's as talented as her parents. I don't feel the need to compare. <laughs> <laughs> That's very LMK of you. Uh, Lily Collins, uh, Midnight in Paris. She's done other movies. Uh, her father is... Phil Collins. Phil Collins? I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Um, she's an actress, though. He's a singer. So is this a Nepo baby? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Allison Williams. Uh, she's not as big as she used to be, but she's the daughter of Brian Williams. Chris Pine. Um, probably you probably don't know who her, his dad is. Gwen. Uh, was it Gwen Guilford? Oh no, that's. <laughs> That's his mom. That's his mom. That's his mom, Gwen Guilford and Robert Pine. I don't know who these folks are, but he came from um from a family in show business. Kate Hudson, we were just talking about her. I I said she's a nepotism baby. You got a little bit upset. Like, what do you mean? She's a great person, a great actress. <laughs> <laughs> and she was just on that um, YouTube show, The Hot Ones. She was she was great in it. She's a great human being. Doesn't take away from the fact that she's a nepo baby. It's fair. She's a talented actress, though. Mm-hmm. She's a ta- is she more talented than her mother? I get. I don't know why we have to compare. It's like different generations. That's true. Rashida Jones, Angelina Jolie, um, uh, your homegirl, uh, Jennifer Aniston, um, her father, John Aniston, starred in Days of Our Lives. I did not know she came from. Yeah, it, it, some of this uh, is surprising. Actors, I didn't yeah. know that she had the inside. I mean, her dad's not that famous. She's clearly the, the most famous Aniston, but she got an advantage. But I think that goes to show like sometimes it's not just because somebody's so famous, they have all this sway. And so it's like my daughter or son wants to do this. Don't tell them no. I mean, like sometimes I think it's just naturally like you were exposed to that. That's what your parents did. So it raised an interest in you. So it's like organic that you have a family business. Yeah. We see it play out in under other industries too. Oh, a hundred percent. Nepotism is, as I was mentioning before the podcast, you're a product of your environment. So um, their environment was show business and they watched their father or mother or sibling be part of show business. um, And they got interested in it too. It's the same as, um, uh, uh, you know, a father being in the NFL and their children ending up in the NFL, right? Uh, like the paint, the Mannings, uh, Archie Manning was the father Peyton and the brother Eli Manning eventually got into the NFL were better players than the dad. Uh, so sometimes they overpass them. Um, but you, you see it in industries where it's not such high, such, such high profile industries, banking, um, uh, the restaurant business, manufacturing. How many times do you go and to a dealership and it's now the the son mm-hmm. of the owner who's running the business, right? It happens in every industry. So it's not, not unique to the entertainment industry. I mean, I feel like my mom is in social services and um, mm-hmm. after undergrad, I went back to my hometown looking for a job in social services before I went to grad school. <laughs> And I'm pretty sure you're a nepotism baby. I'm pretty sure I'm not a big deal, but I'm pretty sure you're a nepo baby. My mom's reputation helped me get my summer job. I don't think I got that just on my own merits, but I was qualified. Okay. Um, I took the job very seriously, so I it wasn't. I don't think it was a favor, but I wouldn't be surprised to know that they were like, oh. So someone said, "Hey, you got an advantage. You got into your uh, line of work." Because of your connections. That's not fair. I think that's probably accurate. Okay. But I also think um, there's all different, there's different kinds of advantages and privilege. And it's, 
it matters most like do are you qualified and do you live up to the expectations of that role are you taking that from someone else who would be more qualified or who would take it more seriously at least that's what i tell myself to make myself feel better also it was like (laughs) a job that paid twelve dollars an hour so we're not (laughs) talking about a job that everybody wanted is working with adults who were um dealing with uh some serious mental illnesses so Again, that's different than starring in movies where you get yeah. billions of dollars. But I think it's the same premise. I was going to say, it. I think this has gotten more attention than you would get. <laughs> because they are making millions of dollars. And how many um, very talented, very talented actresses, singers, dancers, what have you, um, who are looking for a shot and are never going to get it. They're never going to get it because it's such a tough industry to get to. Um, while they had they had the upper hand, um, but sometimes the the upper hand comes from relationships that are not kin. You know, it's not your parents, yeah. or your siblings, or your yeah. aunt or your uncle. Like a lot of business, Hollywood and outside, is about who you know. Um, for better or worse, it's about relationships. And so I think this is one, like, we, we look at it differently because you are family and you share a last name or yeah. you have such close proximity. But if we really want to hone in on people get preferential treatment just because of who they know and not because of what they bring to the table, it goes far beyond nepotism. Yes, you're right. Your parents. It, it is. It, it does go far beyond that. Um, and it's it really is everywhere. Uh, e- even in our jobs, it's, it's about who, you know, and building your network and all that. And, um, I think that's just the way the world functions. What people, I think the backlash against these folks has been that they don't understand, like they don't admit it. They, uh, for example, there was, um, Lily Depp. I think she's in here. Oh, by the way, Emma Roberts, her dad is Eric Roberts. But isn't her aunt, aunt yes. Julia Roberts? Her aunt is Julia Roberts. I did not know that. I'm I did not, not know that her dad was Eric Roberts, who's usually a villain in things. And I knew Eric Roberts was Julia Roberts. So who's the nepotism baby here? Because I think Eric Roberts got the roles because he's brother to... Who was that? Julia? Julia Roberts. And now Emma Robert, I don't know. So like Nepo squared? <laughs> <laughs> Nepo inception. Um, that's crazy. Um, so we can go on the list here. Um, Bryce Dallas Howard, who's a wonderful actress, but her, her father is one of the greatest filmmakers of all time, Ron Howard. Um, so you probably, if you have the skills and then your dad's Ron Howard, you're probably going to get roles. Um, we can go on and on, but... Uh, there's the Scott Eastwood, who is definitely not very talented, but is a very handsome individual, and he's the son of Clint Eastwood, so um, he's definitely going to get more roles in the future. But it goes, I mean, oh, I was saying that the 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 fear, anyway, fear is a strong word, but the the discussion has been around these folks, the nepotism babies just not willing to accept that then hey yeah i had an advantage um and my you know i I was it's it is what it is i had the advantage and it's okay to admit it um a nepotism baby that is not on this list but is is um jeff bridges and in earlier interview they asked him so how did you get in this uh business he's like well my dad was, or I forgot who the sibling is, but like my dad helped me get this. And he was just straight up about it. He's like, that's how I got in. He's talented enough to continue. Like he's a very talented actor. We've seen him in many roles. Awesome. The internet is not roasting him. It's like, because he was just honest about it. And it is what it is. We all have some sort of advantage in some place somewhere. And if those who take advantage of it and are able to tap into it, I think people just want you to recognize that, hey, you had a leg up. Maybe recognize it and act on it to know, to like 
try to find opportunities to give other people who you know don't have that yeah. same advantage an opportunity to be seen or heard. Like to be seen or heard, yeah. Create a, a nepo bridge. A nepo bridge, yeah. The <laughs> nepo nepo babies, them. please help out non-nepo babies get into the industry. You had an advantage. No one is blaming you. The advantage is across the board in a bunch of different industries. Just be open about it. Be honest about it. I'm pay sure. forward. Be uh, forward. Not, not just pay your, forward. Not just your own child. <laughs> that's just that's the same thing. But you know, which will happen. Which will happen. Um, I don't know what we sorted out there, but I think the bottom line is nepotism exists. I don't think it's necessarily wrong that it exists per se. Um, it, it's just you're going to look out for yourself and your and your siblings if. If we have, a, or your children or siblings, if we have uh, children or we have like a brother or sister that we can hook up with a job or find a way to connect them to the right people, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. I think I would. Um, it's just human nature. So I don't know if you can stop it. Have we mentioned that Jonathan's super talented and good at communication <laughs> <and> marketing? <laughs> um, our brother, uh, very talented social media specialist. Um, now that we're very big and popular <laughs> podcasters, uh, we're going to try to make him a nepotism baby. <laughs> Okay, um, let's move on to the meet and daters. Uh, the meet and daters of this podcast, which is um, reverse aging. It's happening. We are uh, we are to the point where we can uh, reverse age. Actually, what they're doing in mice is forward and reverse. Like they're able to take mice, forward them in age, and then bring them back. That's a little rude. <laughs> <laughs> it is a little rude uh they, they like they showed a picture of two mice that came from the same litter same age basically same day um and uh one is gray and old and uh you know with a cane and telling the other mice to get off his lawn <laughs> so should i invest in making mice canes because we're so many there's gonna be like a rush on them yeah and the other one is just like this young uh muscular hip mice uh mouse mouse um and anyway they're they're able to tap into that with the idea that in the future in the future we can do the same thing for humans um so the science is a little bit um you know complicated i certainly am not a scientist but essentially what they're doing is they're taking your stems or your cells and making them sort of resetting them to become stem cells which reverses the aging process and then they become heart cells or liver cells or whatever from an earlier stage and hence you can get like a younger liver or a younger skin or a younger heart or whatever um and as we get older, um, I know that when we get older, we'll die of heart disease or, you know, kidney failure or cancer or whatever. Like, like we, you, <laughs> we as in humans, okay. um, but uh, okay. the number one killer of, of people uh, in America anyways, I think is heart disease. Um, and the older you get, the more susceptible you are to it because you're getting older you're not regenerating as well as you used to and you know you start dying off um so when you hear people die in their 70s 80s of cancer or heart disease or liver failure or whatever um that's sort of like dying of old age when people say we're going to die old of age it's not like you go to bed fall asleep and say i'm old now i don't think i'm gonna wake up tomorrow you die from one of these things um, so that's what they're trying to stop and maybe stop Alzheimer's from ever developing or, you know, uh, diabetes from developing, stop the aging process so you can live a little longer. Um, they managed to do it in mice and, um, I believe we're more or less close to mice in biology. So they think they can replicate it in humans, although human tests are far down the line. Um, but want to do sort it out what do you think about this technology 
this science developing quite possibly in our lifetimes. I, I read somewhere that uh, the first person who's going to live to 150 years old is already alive today. It could be me. I could be living to 150. Don't don't get hit by a car. <laughs> ruin a lot of things. <laughs> But um, this science is, is advancing, which means we may be able to double the life expectancy of humans within our lifetimes. What do you think are the implications of that? Let's sort that out. Well, I think that's really cool. Um, promising, especially because um, the article was explaining there's, you know, different aspects of the process that, that they're still working through, like when they did it first, so there was some cancer cells. That yes. Developed, so they're having yeah. to undo that or understanding yeah. like when they change the structure of the cell, that sometimes it would erase your memories. Um, yes. So that that could be an issue too. So you might not be the same person. You, so they're working through all those things. So it, and, it's, and that I don't think they've gotten past the point or they're working through that where I think you got to that, but uh, where they can reset your cell, but like to the very beginning so they can't put you like oh now you're 50 let's put you at 45 it's like oh you're 50 you're gonna be like five <laughs> years old now <laughs> they, they don't have a way to like put you in the middle ground you're gonna be like an infant again kind of like uh benjamin button um but anyway yes so it, it's exciting to know that it's not just like this miracle thing like no they're like working through all these hurdles and there's barriers and yes so yeah there's just a lot of learning that's happening but mm -hmm. Just as with a lot of technology, it always makes me wonder, is this another case where our capability surpasses our wisdom? Like, do we know what would happen if you're just waiting? I see you're just waiting for another perspective. I see it in your eye. There's a twinkle. <laughs> I'm waiting for her comment because we were talking about this yesterday. Like, I have a great rebuttal. He wouldn't tell me what it was, but I, I just, it makes me wonder immediately, like, is this a time where our capability has surpassed our wisdom? Do we really understand the <clears throat> implications of having people, I don't know, I don't know how many years they think that it would extend the average lifetime? Yeah, uh, well, I think, I don't know if this article has it, but let's say doubling our lifetimes now. So I think it's 75, 80 years is probably the average lifespan. Think about 150, 160 years. Okay, mm -hmm. so it's essentially doubling. How do you feel about that? Let's say that is achievable and that, that will happen in the next 50 to 60 years. So like I said, the first person to live 150 is alive today. So it'll happen in maybe not our lifetimes, but very close. Um, you're saying we're not ready for that. I'm saying it raises a lot of questions for me about if we understand the implications. Like, do we know what we're getting into? Because human life like absolutely evaluate absolutely want to prolong it if it's quality mm -hmm. of life yeah but is it at the expense of other humans is it at the expense of our planet is it at the expense of other animals um those would be my questions like what are the impact on all our other variables so shoot the way you said that kind of shut me down <laughs> oh oh Oh, that brought out my head. Well, right there. I, I didn't think much past the idea that um, we've done this already. We've doubled human lifespans already. We've done it. Um, like if you think of even at 1900, I think the average lifespan was like 40 years old across the world. But that, so we've done it. But did we have okay? What is the time span that you think we'll do it now versus the time span that we've done it before? So I think people were dying in their twenties and mid thirties back in the eighteen hundreds. Right. The lifespan was literally like forty years old. Right. Now we're going to seventy five, eighty. So we've kind of doubled it already. But that's over over a hundred over a hundred years so let's say in another hundred years now we're going to live to 150 oh so you think that it'll be like a hundred years before this this particular science would be enacted where it's accessible to most humans probably okay so it won't be like the next 20 years i don't think um so when we say it's accessible in our lifetime 
Like not so much. Just it like might, we can read the be. stories about it. We can read the stories about the old mice <laughs> as, as far as it goes for us. <sighs> and we can die having sweet dreams about mice that are alive. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's say the technology gets far along than in 30 years they're able to at least get some progress in humans. So, hey, your heart's failing, but we got this treatment that'll help it reverse, and that'll live you live a little long, let you live a little longer. Oh, your liver's failing. Let's do this treatment. It'll help you live a little longer in like 30, 40 years. So and you and I will be in our 80s. That will allow us to live to maybe 110, 120. So we're not going to go from like 70 to 150 overnight. It'll be... I would say probably in the next hundred years where we'll get there, but people will start living longer and longer very soon is my point. But what people, people with rich people. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It'll be the rich people first. And so like, is it at the expense of healthcare costs going towards other people who are just trying to live? Who can't even meet the average life span. I know of different contexts yeah but in your original answer like we don't understand technology what is this going to do to the humans to the world as i was thinking about like my rebuttal you were crushing it at the time because like oh yeah we've already done this we've doubled the lifespan and i realized oh wait our planet's dying (laughs) (laughs) our planet is dying right now Uh, so many animals that have gone extinct so many animals have gone extinct um the weather patterns are changing like there's a freaking monsoon hitting uh san francisco and like this storm they haven't seen in forever how many times have we heard this storm we haven't seen forever over in buffalo um the snowstorm. the snowstorm that they hadn't seen in decades like mm-hmm. we kept keep hearing this worse in tens of years hundreds of years um so i'm like oh shoot well that's a lot of it's human uh human caused and um think about us now living to 150 years Oh, and, man. and wanting to acquire more conveniences that last longer. Yeah. Wanting to be entertained. Like, yeah. I mean, it, it, human life is beautiful and should be treasured. So I'm all for the science, but I do wonder, do we have the wisdom <sighs> to, to back it? Yeah. Um, that's true. And and then what happened? Yeah. Now we're, we got to, so we're living to 150. We got to keep ourselves busy because... What are you going to do? Retire at 65? You still have 80 years of life to go. So what does that mean for job opportunities? For job opportunities. And for younger generations getting to move into jobs that other people would have vacated because of retirement. Because of retirement. Yeah. Dwellings. People are going to housing for longer. We already have a housing shortage. Resources, water, especially if people are getting older and birth rates don't slow down significantly there'll just be less people dying um and the people continue to be born oh boy and then you have a much older generation so even if it helps with your cell your stem cells like i don't know what does that look like to have three-fourths of your generation over (laughs) or (laughs) over the age of i don't know 40 years imagine like 75 percent of your population is now over 90 um and then do you like right now like a 90 year old can't really work they're not well but that's because of cognitive and physical yeah so which maybe this addresses yeah this addresses um oh man it's it's a lot of implications to this what will that do to marriages (laughs) uh when i said forever i didn't mean forever i thought i was gonna die at 75 (laughs) this changes a lot of things let me rewrite my vows well you know what maybe there (laughs) need there needs to be an extension clause in marriages now every 25 years we gotta renew okay so uh that's legit and we should talk about that as like a topic on another seriously i think yeah about wait is it pertains to getting older or just generally just general. in marriages? Yeah. Ah, mm-hmm. topic for next week. We got it. Um, re- vow renewals, but legitimate, like legal, like the, the marriage ends at X years and you 
agree to continue or not? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome topic. I love that topic. Um, on our next podcast, uh, <laughs> marriages, should there be uh, contractually ex- extensions that are contractually obligated to be taken? Um, uh, but on this, um, so I, I think we're kind of sorting it out that we're scared of this technology and this science. But, and this makes me think back to an earlier comment when you're like, I feel a little bit old as I asked my younger brother about like this new technology. I think it's also a human reaction to be scared of something new. So are we doing that? Are we just being scared of it? Yes. The unknown? Like, is there greater good that can come of this compared to the risk? Like, I don't feel like I have a good balance of risk to reward ratio. Yeah. We're, we're definitely thinking it at a very high level societal level, but let's think about it at a personal level and not just you and I level. Like, we would love this technology to for our for our families, like yeah. For keeping our parents around longer, yeah. Our grandparents. That's the positive on this. Like, can we keep our family together for longer because we love them so much? Um, and this, I don't think you would object to. Like, you got a treatment that's scientifically proven that will help you live longer. To use it on a family member? Oh no, I would I would fight to to try to have access to that yeah, family yeah. member. Yeah. So on a very personal level, we think it would be very helpful for maybe not you and I. We've discussed about immortality. You're very much against it, or you wouldn't take that, advantage of that. I just yeah, I feel like yeah, death gives life a lot of meaning. Death does give life a lot of meaning. The fact that you have a timer kind of gets you mm-hmm. to appreciate things and do things because you know at, at any minute lights could go out without that yeah you know you lose a little bit of the incentive you lose a little bit of that drive maybe um but um on a very personal level maybe not just for us but for our family members we i think this technology would be i would love to have this technology to extend the lives of my loved ones um, if possible, but and and do you think this will go beyond um, pets so, to be like cats? <laughs> no, I know you were going there. You were going to the cats and and oh, the we dog. Seen your cat and. By the way, the dog. Yeah, she's not barking, which means what is she doing to entertain herself? <laughs> I it's bet she's right scary. outside the door. I'm telling you, you gotta shut the door, ignore her, and she'll be calm. So try that tomorrow. Um. Okay, so we're scared of it for society. Um, we're unsure if if the implications have been thought through enough to understand what this would mean. It might mean it might bring on a lot of negative things. It 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 probably will. It'll be um, yeah. I mean, given the state of the world now, um, and the fact that population is still projected to grow. And we can't take care of people in the world now and make sure everybody has food and access no. to yeah. um, health care and it has the ability to live a joyful life. And it's not because of lack of resources. No, it's the, the way world we has use them. It. It's the way we use them. It's the way we use them and the way we hoard them. But we have the resources, we have the means, we have everything we need to be able to give everyone in this world a comfort- comfortable life. Maybe not rich, but much better life than some of them are experiencing. And we're hoarding a lot of the wealth. I think we're guilty of it too. Um, But yeah, what is that going to mean if now more and more people continue to stay alive? That's that's scary. That's Mm -hmm. scary. Where does that leave this world? Um, Given the state that it's in right now. So yeah, we probably have to think about this. as people we really have to think about this as being the species on earth that's caused the most harm to this earth to other people to other species to the planet itself do we want us to be able to live longer to cause more than harm ultimately i think if we do go that route we're gonna have to find another planet or it's not sustainable it's not sustainable we're gonna collapse this is the beginning of Avatar coming to life. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, yes. Avatar, great 
great movie. You have to watch it in 3D IMAX if you can. Um, just amazing. But yeah, to your point, uh, we might have to go look for what's the name of the planet? Jonathan knows. Jonathan won't be able to find. Jonathan, when you put the video together, uh, put the name of the planet right here or something uh, for us. Okay, um, I'm not sure we quite sorted out, but there's not a there's. I think we did sort of sort it out. We're concerned. I think it's the best way to put it. We would love to have it for our families, but if we have it for our families, then everyone has access to it, and also the equity implications of that. The people who are going to get it are going to be the rich people, and they're going to realize if we let this be a possibility for the rest of the world, it's not good. So they may also hoard that technology. Also, there are just some people who are not people that you want to live for 150 years. <sighs> so I, I can mean, think of a few. It doesn't just go for the people you like or who are kind true. Or making good choices. For just the world. imagine the person you dislike most. <laughs> Or the politician, or the celebrity, or whoever. Or the dictator in power who now yeah. holds power. Imagine Vladimir double. Putin living to 150. Oh, my God. Um, Let's yeah. change the subject. Okay. Ready? Um, yes. So, um, to close this out, we're going to just um, sh flash the book one more time, Alan, okay? The book of questions. Uh, she's just going to open up a random page and we're going to discuss the question on that page. So go ahead. <laughs> Would it disturb you much if upon your death, your body were thrown into the woods and left to rot? Why? Oh, I Good. have my answer. Oh, I, I know your answer. Uh, would it disturb me? Hell no. <laughs> what? No. Hey, as long as you're not cremating me. Oh, but the woods. You said yeah, the woods? you're going to rot. The words are, and left to rot. Well, what happens when you get buried? You also rot. Way slower. Is it? Mm-hmm. So if I, because I'm left out to the, in the natural, the elements, and I'll rot quicker. Mm -hmm. But I still rot. Um, Which has the better effect on the environment what i don't even this is this is so not the answer i was predicting <laughs> from you um well i would say depending on the materials you were used to be buried in and the cost of the burial um and if you're taking up a plot of land uh, yeah i would say that being left to rot is probably more environmentally so it's friendly. just being left to rot there's no it's, the question is just being left to rot. Your body was thrown into the woods and left to rot. It's very unceremonial. There's not a lot of honor in that, I guess. But who the hell needs honor when you're dead? Um, I'd be okay with that. I, I, if it was between that or being cremated, I'd take that. Really? Yes, I would. Um, I think I'd prefer to be cremated. Oh, I did not expect that. Well, I did not it's, expect that. For the that. same reason, like, you, you just, you threw me? <laughs> you didn't gently toss? Like, did you throw me onto a bed of flowers to rot? <laughs> but to just, like, throw feels kind of cruel. So I don't appreciate the cruelty piece, but I don't mind. Um, I don't, I don't mind. That feels, aside from, like, hey, can there be a nicer way of putting me there? Okay. Yeah, let me, let me. So you're fine with it? Mm -hmm. uh, if it wasn't violent, if it wasn't disrespectful, <laughs> well, isn't the just the act of being tossed a little bit disrespectful and violent? I guess, but you're dead already. What do you know? I mean, like you're heaved into the coffin, and nobody thinks about that. It's not <laughs> like I don't know. They gotta fit you in there, and, like, get you all dressed in your clothes. Yeah, like, that's yeah. not particularly. That's true. That's true. So, wow, that we're both okay with it. Yeah. I mean, just assume it is going to be a toss. It's not going to be a bed of flowers, nothing. They'll they'll find a spot in the woods, and there you go. You're you're good. I mean, you don't take that plot of land. You save a bunch of money. I think we're good for the environment. I think it's better. Right? We'll decompose, and the we'll go right back into the earth, and maybe we become beautiful trees or beautiful flowers or something. Yeah. 
I like that. I like that a lot more than being cremated. I still don't know if I like that over being buried and have my own little spot where people can drop off flowers and I'll have a nice little quote on there that is my quote only. And um, I was supposed to be 150, <laughs> but I chose to jaywalk. Dang it. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Um, but I'm, I'm if that's my fate being being tossed into the forest and being left to rot, there's definitely worse ways to lay forever. Oh, I'm glad we sorted that out. We're both okay with being tossed into the forest to rot forever. Well, I mean it's not our ideal choice. It's not what we're asking for. I'll be disappointed if that happens, but otherwise. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, that was awesome. Uh, really great podcast. Thank you again, LMK, for um, entertaining. You're such a great guest. Um, and to all of our listeners, thank you so much for uh, staying tuned. And um, we'll see you. Do you have any final words? Just let us know what you think. Do you want to be tossed in the woods? Yeah. Yeah. Let us know. Let us know. Do you want to be tossed in the woods? We uh want to hear what you have to say uh and toss in the woods to rot forever please don't forget that rot forever they probably have higher standards than us it's gonna be real sad for us <laughs> we're gonna be the only ones we know we might have missed something in this so please help us out um share your comments your thoughts whose perspective do we overlook what details did we not consider help us sort this out even further i agree um you can send us comments questions topics um viewpoints that we didn't capture at sort it out at silverlandproductions.com that's sort it out at silverlandproductions.com we once again thank all of you for uh joining us here on our podcast um and hope to see you on the next one and remember get your steps in and drink your water we'll see you on the next one Sorting It Out is a Silverland Productions podcast. You can catch this and future episodes on your favorite podcast streaming service or at our website at silverlandproductions.com.